Canada's reputation for being a nation of polite, well-mannered, well-spoken people isn't a made-up tale. As a Canadian myself, this reputation becomes abundantly clear when we hit the road and journey out of Canada's cozy confines into other lands and witness how other people carry themselves, how other people interact with each other, and how welcomed we are when people find out we're Canadian. The whole Canadian flag on the luggage scheme goes a long way. You'll be surprised how many people have done an about-face when they've seen the flags on us at airports, in cabs, even with other bands. It's a testament to our international stature. However, this wonderful reputation we've managed to fashion for ourselves doesn't come without its testy side effects at the home front. Namely, our willful adherence as Canadians to keeping it nice and safe, whether it's nice and safe television shows, nice and safe radio personalities, nice and safe music, even nice and safe comedy. Every now and then, something swept under the carpet will rear its ugly head, only to be batted down again. As a guy in a hard rock band that sings about women in a most unchaste way, I have felt the wallop of Canadian disapproval, and felt it in the most Canadian way possible, by being politely ignored. It's frustration that, in hindsight, I now see as a boon, because it was these closed doors that ultimately gave us the motivation to leave and never look back, at least for 10 years. On these almost exiled jaunts over time, I've noticed another like-minded Canadian whose work caused him to turn to other places a little more hospitable and tolerant to his brazen ways, comedian Jason Rouse. Jason Rouse's comedy doesn't come without a series of disclaimers meant for the uptight, the priggish, and that gang we love to death, the politically correct. I think the two of us over the years have become friends due to our mutual distaste for upholding community standards. As a comedy fan myself, I was immediately drawn to Jason's style and knew within the first five minutes of watching him that it was only a matter of time before this guy would leave our one-horse town for bigger and better things. And he's done just that. He's toured the world, garnered his own comedy specials, won awards, and slipped into the much-prized festival circuit that few comedians can even tread water in. Again, a big thank you to Blue Mic Microphones for their Yeti mics we're using and Skull Candy headphones, especially their Aviator headphones that I'm using. Also, if you like what you hear, please leave a comment on iTunes because it makes us look good. And that's just the God honest truth, okay? Before we start this podcast, and in true Jason Rouse style, I have to say, this isn't an episode for the faint of heart. So please note that. If the seven words you can't say on television and the four words you can't say on a podcast still offend you, then I'd listen to another episode. But for Christ's sakes, it's Jason Rouse. And he's this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. Um, the guy who we've been chasing down, Nick and I, for months. Chasing down. <laughs> Yeah, we're in the same show business. We we always don't get a chance to. It's like I like going on my friends' band sites and stuff and seeing what countries. What because usually their festivals are booked before their full tour stuff goes on, so I can find uh, 
people and then go, okay, I'll just book a gig so I can go see my friend's band play the night before and then do a show. I got a paid flight and hotel and get to hang out with some uh, friends. Pals. Pals. Which are good on the road, especially when you don't, your family's not around and stuff. When you meet up with people you like rolling with and you can be anywhere in the globe and as long as you the, one of the two people are not in their hometown, you can still have a, a good time. It's still weird to sort of when you think of you being in Toronto doing a bunch of shows and then but you're on the road right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's Jason Rouse. Jason Rouse. <laughs> That's true. So I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how long we've known each other. Well, I think it all came I think Great question. Nick, I think had brought you down to what was that? It must have been jerky treats. Yes. I yeah, was what always was jerky. The, what, what was that? What was like so meringue? Uh, Rancho Relaxo. Rancho Relaxo. And uh, Nick had come in. And I, uh, that place was just uh, a circus. There'd be homeless people would come and stand <laughs> and sit down and heckle you and then leave. I like to think of it as my birthplace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a good. I learned a lot there. It was a lot of fun. And then he'd mentioned, uh, I think you came to one of the shows. I come to, I, I'd accompany to Nick. Yeah, my yeah. first. Four, five, or six shows. Yeah, we were at yeah. those shows. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I and think jerky it was there treats for the first or second. Yeah, well, jerky treats would have been like probably my third or set or something. I don't know. <laughs> we, the, we had the weirdest. I had the weirdest style of trying to be <laughs> comic. At Who that kicked point. the ceiling? Who kicked the ceiling at Jerky Tree? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Remember that? Yeah, I did see somebody Who do was that. the tall guy that would kick the ceiling? There was some, because uh. the ceiling, you were sh- literally, the stage was just kind of an add-on stuffed into a corner. <laughs> Rancho Relaxo the, And it was a, a, a fire hazard. As yeah. soon as you come to the stairs, like, if this place kicks off, we're fucked. This is we're all going to die. It was it's one done. of those places that theoretically had a backstage. If I recall, there was like this tiny little <laughs> like, like it was a bookshelf. alcove, yeah, in the, behind <laughs> it, and it's like I guess you could yeah they, huddle over there. It looks like a set of a snuff film or something. It was like pretty <laughs> sketchy. I heard it was haunted. But the first time I saw you was actually, I saw you in '97, wow. and it was. Um, all Black Comedy Sunday at Yuck Oh, Yucks. yeah, 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 yeah. Nubian. It was probably 98. No, this is before. Oh. Nubian uh, whatever Disciples nights. of Prior. Yeah. 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 No, before that, it was All Black Comedy Up Sunday. Up at Young and Eglinton. Yep. And it happened once a month. And yeah. I went down, and I was on a date. Right. <laughs> you, right. you walked How did on. that work out? Yeah. Um, it worked out You think a that's funny? Years. You think that guy's <laughs> fucking hilarious? <laughs> fuck you. Well, fuck you then, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you walked on, I think, to a crowd of booze. Oh, really? Or just like, just weird. Just oh, muffle. Oh, yeah, like, who, right. I was the white first guy. white. I was the first white guy that performed on that show. They wouldn't let me on. And you killed Kenny Robinson. Uh, has been a friend and a mentor of mine. Uh, he just flat out he said, "This isn't for you, for white people." <laughs> and uh, I said, "Come on!" And then Russell, Russell Peters, and uh, Mark Trinidad and John Paul said, "Like, listen, put this." Boy, on he can he can do it. Yeah, and he yeah. did, and it was great. But you I did. Couldn't, I couldn't sleep. It was like a because the energy in that room was always on fire. So if I knew that if I could just get a hook into that, yeah. it was going to be explosive, and uh, it was always a, a really good time. And it got to the point um, where I'd come to the club, and it, you know I was the only white guy going through the clubs. So they're like, "Are you going on? Are you going on?" And you can feel all the tension in the room. Like, oh, he's behind you. I don't see black people scared of white people before. It was great. It that was is great. where there's like one guy in the crowd. Yeah. Like... There's another guy who's passed off as a as a black guy. 
I don't know if Mark Trinidad. Mark Trinidad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> white. Off white guy. Was uh, that totally put on accent? No, no. That's how Mark talks. That's yeah, for real. Like so many of the he turns people... up the volume a little bit, but right. in conversation, it, it's not far off of right. Mark. Okay. He's very uh, uh, still has a thick. Because I saw him after an, at another night, all black mm. comedy night. Mm. After I saw you. And I was like, oh, okay, so here's the white guy again. They've got a white guy. <laughs> he did pretty good. But I, yeah. I just remember you going up there to, to everybody just going, what the fuck? I and have that on tape. It. Yeah. I was you in the crowd. It. There was like, it was, uh, there was uh, some tension in the room. I was in the crowd. Like, this man. guy has got balls. I couldn't sleep for two days before yeah. when Kenny, really? yeah, I was so stressed out. Yeah. Because I've been lobbying for it for about a year. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, yes. And I'm like, fuck. So I went home and I just kind of picked through the material that I had. And I'm like, this, this, this works. Some of this stuff is just not relevant to this audience. And, and then put it together. Some nervous, squirrely set that I could... Oh, I was fucking sweating. Did you it, do any race jokes? I can't remember. No, I don't think so at that time. I didn't have that kind of confidence. Smart now, move. Yeah, cause now, but now you, I'll you do it. Really, I'll yeah, always, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll fuck with the uh, the uh, you're black, I'm white tension. Uh, Inuits? Is, would uh, you fuck with Inuits? Who? Inuits. Who's Inuits? <laughs> oh, native people. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, yeah. I have no. I reason I get away with is much horrific and terrible subject matter is I think the majority of the people in the audience see that it is not coming from a mean place. Yeah, it's yeah, not mean-spirited. The, the craziest yeah, thing I learned. It's very... So I'm trying to destroy my own ego as much as theirs. Um, <clears throat> did it ever... No one finds it threatening. Because that, that, that was so threatening. It happens. I, I just did the show in Toronto, which I get some odd, odd comments and stuff. Fuck Toronto, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Seriously. I, 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 I like... Yeah, there's no business here. <laughs> yeah. Great <laughs> city. No it's, real it's, way to... It's crazy, though. But we all do our business out of this city. So. Yeah, I know. We have to go out to yeah. fucking squirrel some money away <laughs> in fucking so, Bangladesh yeah. and then bring it back to Toronto. I bring food yeah. for family. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting situation. Why can't we make a living here? When you play a show, like in, in Toronto, I mean, very often this is a classic thing. You'll tell a joke that is like a well, if you, a constructed good joke, and like the fact that it's a joke will turn off the audience. I find people respond very well here if you go up and you're like. Oh my god! I can't believe my day today. You know, like that yeah. kind of more conversational stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. or like, totally. you know, uh, there's something with the recognition humor here. I think that's very big because we have so many different cultures. That's like if you go up and you kind of go, um, you know, oh, like not Russell Peters style, but I feel like Russell Peters did kind of like put a signature on that type yeah, of he comedy. Branded it, you know, like, and that sort of just became a style in Toronto that people knew would fly. You know, and it's become so. Used yeah. now every so other Asian up. kid with a, with a you know a joke or two. <laughs> now it's just you know, the cookie cutter now. You know with the well, real Russell Peters. Please stand up. Yeah. The funniest thing too is like I love it. I I, I Russell did this. But they respond thing. to it. I have they, some friends that totally in um, a comedian in in England who's uh, uh, Indian but with a thick accent and has no reference to any stereotypical cultural stuff. Mm-hmm. He's it's more of auto. I can't. I still can't pronounce autobiography. Autobiographical. That's it. It's more him, but he doesn't get he 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 his career would accelerate so much more by playing the the stereotypical yeah. Asian guy. But he's chosen to 
to stick to his guns, which is a very noble thing to do, but there's mm-hmm. not a lot of love in that. Well, because I think people want um, you to come out a lot of the time and say... Do something that they've seen. Well, do something they've seen or at least go up there and be like, guys... Here's why I look like this. You know, like that's yeah, like yeah, a yeah, big yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Like and then be like, here's my life story in three sentences, you know, and 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 now you know and and you know, people like that for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, not all the time. I mean, you know, you don't really tend to go out there and and do that as much. You kind of go out and say, I just cry on stage now. Yeah. I just weep. <laughs> I weep and go, you know what? If I could read, I could have been a doctor. It would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I think at the same club, I went again, we went at same girl, we went on another date. Now we were going out, and this was probably a few weeks or a few months later, to see Gilbert Gottfried. Okay. And you were in the crowd. Yeah. But you were in the crowd with one of the dudes from Chokehold. From Chokehold. Really? Yeah. Who were from Hamilton. The Hamilton. Straight Straight Edge Band. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was ages ago. Yeah, yeah. Chokehold even broken up by then, or were they was still it, together? Was I, it? Uh, it was a guitar player, I think. Oh uh, fuck, I can't remember. I just remember. I he, so I'm like, wow, there's a dude from All Black Comedy Sunday. He's hanging out with with a straight edge, hardcore guy yeah. from Hamilton. So I knew you were kind of down. <laughs> I came up through the music scene <laughs> in. Uh, like in 1993, things were kind of out of hand in Hamilton, so I moved to Vancouver, and it was considering music or comedy. I knew I couldn't live in that city anymore, and it was a dead end. No one, anything that was creative would be just destroyed by some fucking idiot. Anybody that was doing anything outside the box or nonconformist uh, was or, or met with hostility in right. And I was, you know, a creative person, so I said, "Fuck it, I'll, I'll go to Hollywood North and kind of come put something together." In Hamilton, at that time, like, what? How were you manifesting this uh, creative drive? Oh, just being the the social circles of a house party. Yeah, yeah. The, the novelty of that was right. becoming more clear and uh, and and boring. And I wanted something more. I wanted to take some of the skills that I had and social circles and apply that to a living right being like a fun dude at parties yeah and still being met with people being like what the fuck are you doing man yeah yeah but you mentioned you mentioned music too so were you in bands and stuff no i never played in any bands but a lot of my friends were musicians and through like this skateboard scene and things like that there was music was always in the background so then very eclectic you know any music genre especially at that time in the you know the skate scene it was like the more um rebellious and uh you know it'd be everything from george michaels to dead kennedy's they had this crazy Mm. mishmash and somebody were more militant about their uh styles of tastes and stuff but other people friends of mine would just listen he'd come just to get mocked he'd come with a duran duran shirt right but really like duran duran right fuck you guys and and he was, you know, he's all these. He's a boxes of Slayer shirts, but fuck when he he's for real with the Duran Duran. Yeah. So and that that I like that kind of um, thing. And then some friends of mine in uh, Kitchener started that did a lot of tape trading and stuff. Where I was getting like these kind of hand me down demos of bands that um, early Mr. Bungle stuff. I was uh, exposed to that. <clears throat> so up in that point, I didn't have any older brothers, so there was no 
vinyl laying around. Right. It was eight tracks of country music from my father. Didn't he, the singer from the Chromags, just mur- uh, attack? Yeah, he stabbed yeah. Harley uh, Flanagan, my, uh, my, my dad, Harley Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he uh, went he to the concert. Psychos? He's for sure psycho. I mean, I, he, it's but not. He didn't go crazy. He's one of these guys I think who's always been this way. He looks kind of crazy. Yeah. To begin what a great with. front yeah. man for a band. Well, John Joseph is a singer. It's yeah. actually the other guy. Yeah. You know what um, someone told me? John Joseph will give you a walking tour of New York. I could totally believe it. And, and if you That'd haven't cool. listened, I would you, love you really got to listen to his book on tape. Yeah. Of his. Uh, his his book uh, Evolutions of a of a Crow Magnon or something. It's it's like, it's. Half of me is listening to it, kind of laughing because he's over the top, and then it's also interesting. And it's it's, biography, or yeah, it's an autobiography, and he's also reading it. So he's I've heard of that. You didn't fuck with the mags under any circumstances, or else there would be huge penalties. And everybody knew this in the scene. Like just these like weird uh, sort of boasts mixed with like good stories, mixed with like his life has legitimately been like their lives were crazy. It's kind of amazing oh, yeah, that they've man. achieved, any, achieved it, anything. It's a, and they're they were alive. Ex- they're such a crazy <laughs> yeah, band is. to begin with, just yeah. as an entity, because they uh-huh. were Krishna, which was such a. But an they did, odd... I, don't, I don't think they started Krishna. No, no, yeah. I don't think they did. Yeah. But they were Krishna before Ray Kappa was. I mean, they were always Krishna. Oh yeah, when and they were a band. As far as I know, as long as I, I know, I saw the Chromags not too long ago, and they had a guy. For like a half second, jump on stage and go, Hari Hari Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari Krishna Krishna, and uh, so there's some element of that still going yeah, on, still going on there with John Joseph. And, it was and he, he, but he's like 50. He looks like this, not the same, but he looks like amazing. It's it's super weird and and. Um, oh, is he like full on kind of Buddhist? Vegan, you know. He uh, put out a book called Meat Is for Pussies, right? <laughs> that his his his. <laughs> Drug and alcohol abuse spawned all these vegetarian hardcore bands. Right. Yeah. He, he took it. Okay. Look at I, I hit rock. So you got to hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. You can't just go straight to vegetarian because you had a bad <laughs> summer with your aunt. You have to have a heroin problem. You yeah. Have to drink whiskey. Yeah. And then you and have then to be the you, Christ. And then have a character. Yeah. Then people might read your books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to be sort of the Christ of uh, of like uh, you know you suffered so people can just go ve- go vegan based on your story because yes. there's so many people that is just... the shortcut and it's rude. <laughs> I'm dying on stage Everybody's every day doing that. So uh, you can have fucking organic God, broccoli. You know that's another. Fuck thing. you. By the way, uh, here's a here's a question. The difficulty of being a stand-up is, I find, so after a show, good or bad, uh, you have adrenaline. How do you... Cocaine, let's that? cut through the bullshit. <laughs> cut those lines up. What are you fucking... Uh, are you winking at me? Are you winking at... Part of me is winking at you. You can't see what part. But was, um, yeah, uh, sorry, I did, adrenaline. You know, because I, I think... And then you meet uh, there. There is a huge contingent of sort of straight edge comics. I Sorry, you said the word contingent. I went to school oh, in Hamilton. It's a big word. <laughs> Can you put that in your own shit on the wall in a diagram for me so I know how yeah. to read it? I'll do it. Those then. hieroglyphs. I mean, not my own. Hey, I'm ready now. I just had a coffee. It's too chalky. My shit. Actually, I guess if it were chalky. Anyway, um, enough about the content of my. Um, You're talking about adrenaline. Stool. Talking about adrenaline. Yo, uh, Nick can't have an, uh, any adrenaline unless the hooker shits on his chest first. 
That's not true. I've never been able to afford a, a, a shitting hooker. <laughs> I use the word hooker Just so rarely. Just stand from a Taco Bell and see which homeless people come out. <laughs> and you'll get that brown wedding you've been waiting for. The brown wedding. <laughs> how would you, if a girl, I don't think you really want a girl to shit. Look at your chest. You know how hard it would comb shit out of that gorilla vest you call the front part? Yeah, I like when I... Uh, I first did my breakup and I like put a picture of my chest yeah. on Instagram, which is like, by the way, that's a very weird mood that I just put. Oh uh, yeah, I think my, I saw that. Yeah, my hairy chest, like, and you wrote "nice ass." <laughs> <laughs> is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just yeah. like, I like that Jason's looking at my photos. Man. <laughs> <laughs> my branding is really working. Oh, uh, this is helping. I love it when comedians. I love it when my comedian pals talk to me on Twitter. It makes me feel less alone. And totally. You know, one thing I will say too is you're like a hero in Hamilton. You're yeah. an inspiration because I walk upright. Doesn't world. make me a hero. Thanks. <laughs> no, I meant to say Jiro. Sorry, you're yeah, a Jiro yeah, in Hamilton. There's a Jiro's. Named after Jason Rouse. <laughs> no, but like all these, I feel like there's a ton of Hamilton comics who are just like, you know, they really see you as like, uh, well, uh, I, rightly so, as someone who's sort of gotten the hell out of there and done a lot. Totally. I, I think I'm living proof that you can, you know, I've had various levels of success and joy in my life, mm-hmm. but um, getting out... People that stay in their hometowns and just become progressively miserable mm-hmm. and complain, you're part of the problem. Yeah. You know, no one wants to be at a party with a fucking asshole. Yeah. So if you don't like where you live, you get a passport. You get a Canadian passport. That's fucking golden. Yeah. Anybody who's traveled and stuff, you know, it, it just, it, it just, uh, uh, an actual a reality that. Canadians are, are liked all over the world. You get treated differently, and uh, but you're trying to erode that. Right? <laughs> you're yeah, trying, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, yeah, take yeah, a yeah, shit yeah, on yeah. that. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is bus go downtown. <laughs> Showing up. Yeah. He's, he, he has a maple leaf on his Jason, backpack. Jason was just pretending to jerk off with a gun in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you see what you want. All right, I was making a swan with my hands. Did you do uh, switching it completely? Did you do Hole in the Sky? I did. How was that? That was cool. Festival? Yeah, yeah, yeah in Bergen. It's not just a festival. No, it's, it's pretty it's, prestigious. Yep. Uh, uh, black, thrash, just metal festival in general. That's cool. Um, in the capital of, arguably, the capital of black metal in the world. Yeah, it was a, it was a very cool. Uh, they stopped doing it, though. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it's done. I think two years ago they we stopped. Are they just said they. Uh, it just. It was a lot of work. They enjoyed it, and they. That's the thing about in Europe in general. People in North America, this sitcom ran for fifteen years. You know what I mean? Like they do things. Okay, uh, right. it's not good anymore. Then we'll move on to something. They won't keep yeah. tooth and nailing uh, an, right. an idea to the end when everyone hates it. So they uh, they just ended it. But yeah, it was good. It was it was weird. Doing, because uh, I've been doing rock festivals in England and stuff, but more extreme music festivals. Like I just did, uh, I was the first comedian to perform and uh, stand up in a Scandinavian rock festival ever in uh, Metal Town in Gothenburg. Oh, we're doing that this year. Are you? Yep. There's a good chance uh, I'll see you there. We're, we've it, done it two times before, but it's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, it was really good. So that, uh, that appearance went very, very well. 
And uh, I was actually quite surprised on, I knew people would come, but I didn't know that it would be super full. Like people were standing in the rain watching wow. it. Wow, this is a big outdoor... Yeah, yeah, yeah. a rock festival in, um, in Gothenburg, and it was unleashed. Which is another capital of metal worldwide. Yes. Yeah, it's great. I love that city. Man. There's a Gothenburg Fuck. sound yeah. at the gates, and it's f- phenomenal city. It's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So, um, um, I lost my train of thought. You were the first. Oh uh, yeah. So I did the festivals, something uh, festivals. First of something. <laughs> <laughs> festivals are great. What did you say? I, what did I say? Yeah, <laughs> you spawned this this rambling. Yeah, uh, he started it. Was it? No. I asked him about Hole in the Sky. Oh, yes. I did it. It was great. (laughs) Well, who was on that bill? Because I'm a big black metal fan. Oh, oh. I've grown to become one. I think it was like Venom and. uh... Burzone? No. He's in jail, dude. No. Oh, he's out now. Is he? Yeah, I'm sure he's out. Oh, he's a great guy. There's nothing I like better than seeing, <laughs> seeing some Yahoo in a Burzum shirt walking down my street. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, we're gonna get a shooting this <laughs> yeah, summer. Yeah, this is good. Nice to know you. You, you, uh, you you're supporting. This. He sold a lot of shirts, man. It's yeah, because people, way. you know why? Because it's like the easiest way to be like dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know. And then it's, but you know, more power to him. More white power. Did to you Burzum. when you were in Hole in the Sky? Did you go to uh, what's it called? Fantoff, the the church that he burnt. No, I was uh, drinking quite heavily. So they were doing tours, like heavy metal bus tours and stuff. Takes you all the old nostalgic uh, spots. Oh yeah, tell you take you to the bakery where that record store used to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I was just in the garage drinking. Right. Yeah. So I didn't see any of that. But I go, I go to Bergen. I think every we were year. in Bergen, and you were in Bergen the night we played Bergen, like maybe two years ago. Yes. There's been many of uh, of missing, literally days. It's it's not even. But it was like in a week. Bergen, yeah. not for Hole in the Sky, but. Yeah, I think it was yeah. part of a festival or something. Was, What's your favorite festival to play? Sweden Rock? There's a few. I like Vakken Open Air, yeah, yeah. which I just spoke at this past year. Yes, August. how did that go? I did. I saw you yeah. in the lineup, and because uh, I'm going to approach them to do their stand-up there next year. You, uh, well, when I did it this past year, it was uh, me and Henry Rollins. I did two days of spoken word, and he did the last two days. How long was your set? One hour. That's cool. And uh, I just lectured on KISS. That really? Was, that was my thing. Yeah, like I came out in did a bow tie. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand kids are there to see Machine Head, you sure. know, when you're 21 years it's old. It's a tough, tough gig to perform in front of that audience because... But you would go over because Brewer did it. Jim oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've gained over... I've been. It's been about seven or eight years now I've been doing the festivals, but the first few years, I there was a lot of adjustments and... And getting used to it because it's you're in a tent in front of maybe two, three thousand people, yeah. yeah, standing in the dirt. They've been hearing and seeing some of the most extreme music, yeah. eating shitty food, hungover, drunk, yeah. or worse, right? And you are got to entertain them, yeah. And half of them are, you know, if you're lucky, you're there to see you. The other half are just to get out of the rain and oh, what is this? I mm-hmm. don't know. So you, there's a lot of work. There's like about. music playing in the totally background. Totally, fucking Ferris wheel. Right, yeah, right outside the tent, people yeah. screaming. So, but when it works, it's magical. Now you've done it. Mm. I know you've done it in the UK. You've done it in Scandinavia, and have you done it in Benelux as well, like uh, in Holland and uh, Lowlands Festival in yeah. Holland? Yeah, yeah. But five th- six years ago that one. I want to work towards. Is I'm going to start doing some more 
of panels, uh, like video with some, um, not PowerPoint, but just some, when I talk to somebody live, Russell does it at his shows. And it oh, helps camera, he does? Camera yeah. on the audience, yeah. you mean? Yeah, so yeah. when he oh. talks, because he's in front of 30,000 mm -hmm. people at the uh, O2 Center, mm -hmm. and he's talking to John in the front. They don't know who John is. John, so yeah. his face is like, psh, But I've seen it? you do that. I saw you do it at a, at a club here in Toronto, Sherborne, and Bloor and Sherborne. I think Kenny Robinson was was the host. Oh, the Groundhog. Groundhog. And there was oh, a Oh, that was ages yeah, ago. Yeah, ages. There was a TV and you were just were you like there? Looking at the, yeah, you were looking at a TV That's and you're crazy just like long making time noises. Thank the old school comedy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you're making noises while everybody was watching this TV. Yeah, cuz they weren't paying any attention to the show, so I got them to turn off the volume and talk. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. That was that that room made made my career the groundhog pub i wish i could have done that show i thought I, I didn't like, you do that no, you came in later was later it was like it I, was, so I was it starting was crazy late was crazy. late 2000 <laughs> early 2001 and the groundhog was just wrapping up at that point you know and i just would be like i'm so lazy it's the last thing you can be in stand-up but like you know the idea of me going out to like sherburn and bloor wasn't was that like the reason why i'd go out with you is to like kind of like push you out the door i think like the first few times i feel like we just did it as like a weird fun mission as, at as first well. it was like let's just well because we were me, nick and i were working at this warehouse with yeah. a bunch of musicians and so it was more to entertain the guys in the warehouse the next morning i was between bands which i think was like a very big deal like i just did I had less to do and, and brother's a big fan of your band oh, i like man. him too thank you thank yeah you. my brother loves him what yeah no way <laughs> Nick, Nick's you got a record name. out. I do have you, a record. You don't have a record out. No. But that's never kind of enticed I, you? I or was just going to pull this up. Yeah, I've been, I'm very picky. <laughs> I did a comedy now in uh, 2001, mm -hmm. and I've recorded, uh, I think, two DVDs and about three CDs, but I don't like them, <laughs> so I shelf them. But I'm doing... Um, a CD that's gonna come out, and this is the cover for it. Oh yeah, that's a that's a cool cover. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I recorded, but I was I fucked up. I went out and totally pissed my uh, set away, so I had to re-record it. I might release it as an EP, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I got to do something amazing. So I have to I have to wait until the, the things are in place. That, that was month. I was waiting for that forever. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the time Bathroom as an outsider, uh -huh. outsider who doesn't do comedy, I, f uh -huh. I find when I listen to you guys speak, mm -hmm. you guys are just you guys are not in a band. You guys are just you, mm -hmm. and I think you guys tend to overthink your material to the point where. Yours will go by, and you haven't put anything out. Uh huh. That's a comedy. I mean, there's so many uh, things. You guys that... need someone in your lives to just go put it out. Yeah, you know, yeah, what, you yeah, know yeah. what though? I will say that there's something with comedy that's weird. Yes. Where like the more you say something, like the more you go you on stage, we're also we're also nitpick, we're lazy man. too. Yeah, lazy. And uh, disorder. A lot of the excuses are based around insecurities about um, what, what if we put out something, someone will judge it. So there's there's a lot of excuses and hesitation. I should have had three or four albums out by now after 16 years, but I'm uh, you know struggling with my comic voice and how I want to uh, see. That's what you, that's what he's talking about, and he's right. Like we all like 
I think that, so I think defined. that being, it might be a being com- I, Canadian thing. You're almost even branded as a, as a comedian more so than like a lot of comedians. There's a lot of names out there sure. that sound really bland, but sure. Jason Rouse and then the logo you just showed us is very, yeah. you know, metal and friendly. The There's a brand there. Play, all the branding. pictures you take lots of, you know, you, you, you keep out there, you know, so, so. It's I'm a thing always where, I've been out there yeah. for ages. Yeah, and no, but but, but it's you're people, in it. You can't see it sometimes. And I'm as an outsider just looking in. I go, yeah, you've got you definitely have this thing. Brian Posehn opened for Slayer in uh, Austin. How'd like, that go? It went over well. Did and, it? And he was like very excited. Obviously, he seemed like yeah. he was legitimately that was really a, stoked. A, a but the system. audience has also been spoon fed that Posehn is. Oh, his is, branding. Yeah, they know exactly. Oh, yeah, what he's, he's on relapse. Austin, if you're in Austin doing that before, I mean, he's, he's, it's no. It issue. couldn't. It couldn't have been like just any, any other comic, comedian. I would say. Know? I would say there's very few. And like I'm saying, like yeah. there's a few of them who could do it. Like Florentine Definitely. Jameson could walk up there, but they've been, you know, the yeah, audience has been throw, schooled. I think in some of these guys that have a hold in that genre of comedy in North America, you throw them into, you know, Vacan or something like that. I don't think they have the same kind of fan base. It'd be very interesting to see how they take because unless you, mm-hmm. but that's very stylistic. So if you don't have a relationship with that. Artist and what they how they they present themselves, it can go sour really fast. And I've well, seen it really interesting when bottles. Comedy. And fuck oh, you, yeah. get the fuck off. That's that me. happens with bands though. Oh, too. Totally. Well, that happens with. I mean, I feel with. But me. you can play over. You can actually yeah, I know. play through it. Fuck you. We're just up there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You can use volume to to mask and totally. to defend yourself. Everything up to ten. Please. I mean, and then with comedy, it's just like. You know, there's no worse feeling of like going up there and starting your set, rolling into it, and just being like, "Oh, I get it. These people are not my crowd. They yeah. don't want this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, you where know? was a time where you, you have you ever gotten that in a festival where people were just like not having it? Uh Glastonbury was a little chop for me. Yeah, I was interesting enough to uh, to them ride it out, but it wasn't a very good set. It was my, I think I I just moved to London, and um, I. I, a friend of mine that played this festival, Glastonbury. I saw a little bit of it on Much Music. I didn't had no idea yeah. that it was a hundred plus thousand people. <laughs> it was I've never seen that many people in one place in my life. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the the world class talent. You know, it was more not my uh, genre of uh, bands, but it was so epic enough you couldn't help. The bands were secondary. The, mm-hmm. There was a circus going on of international lunatics that were there for a good time and i was just blown away coming from hamilton i'm like where are all the cops right there's no cops here somebody bumps some yeah. gorilla bumps into me oh sorry mate sorry, can i get you bye mate you know in, in canada they would be fucking they'd burn the village out of that kind of are you fucking kidding me what are you looking at faggot oh, i'm just here with my kids what are you, you know? I, I yelled at a motorist you know, today it's so that that was uh, not my best show, and then I started doing Leeds and Reading, and it got a little more rocky, and then discovered uh, discovered like uh, Download and Sonosphere, Bloodstock, mm-hmm. and all these so other. So you just found your right. I found my audience. Yeah, Glastonbury wasn't my audience. I could have made 
uh, adjustments over time mm-hmm. to uh, to have. And I'm still more uh, definitely interested in going back. Yeah. In, in having a great show like I'd have at any, I want to be as versatile yeah. and as as potent as uh, possible. I, I think that that's. I mean, that's like a general thing we as comics have because you have it like drilled into your head. You know, oh man, you gotta. You know, if you're really good, you gotta make everybody laugh. Yeah. You gotta like no. be able to make make. I don't want to be yeah, broad, why? but then why? you're broad. Yeah, yeah. then it, be, it becomes a thing. Indifference where... has always been my enemy. People that the same people mm-hmm. that come up to me and say I hated what you did, I thought it was disgusting mm-hmm. or yeah. unpleasant. You ruined our night, and then another person say, "Can I have a picture and yeah. an autograph?" I, those are they have that. They just they they both uh, make you happy. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> the same, and and I, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not sorry. I never apologize, but I say, I. I completely agree with you. I think from your point of view, I was probably shit to you and you don't have the same tastes or uh, yeah. well, you got a I reaction. Do. You're, you're a 60 year old uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. guy that uh, is, uh, you know, you came in here in a pickup truck. I still get into it with people sometimes like off stage. <laughs> off stage. Yeah, but you you, you, you have all, all the balls and, and then what I have, but you... I'm a little more menacing. Yeah, I'm not menacing. Where Nick is the guy who comes up and throws a dirty diaper with a brick through your window and then stands on the front lawn and goes, what? <laughs> Sometimes. I, what? I am. I, I, you know, I was thinking about that. Like, I'm a goddamn artist. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, take this. Like, why, why, are, why are you reminding me about this horrible thing and then just staring at me waiting for me to laugh? Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. You know, um, I, I, I had a show last week where the crowd was like not even, not even listening. It was, it was like one of these total nightmares, like, like a, 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 a cancer benefit that someone had asked me if I wanted to do, and I, I felt an attachment to cancer. And I was like, I'd like to play. Sure, I'll do this benefit, whatever. It's Movember. Who, who booked you for this? They were like, so they're like, this is just like a friend of a friend. That's like me getting a grand opening of a daycare center. <laughs> Why, who would book you? But it was, it was just, it was more of a thing where it was like the, the people in the end were kind of like, well, all right, we have a comedian. Yeah, they can sort of do what they want. No, I mean, I he, think he's drunk. Nobody, Here he is. I wish I was drunk. <laughs> nobody was paying attention to the uh, bands, much less we're going to pay attention to the comedy. So I say, uh, look, here's how it's going to work. I'm not going to host. I'm just going to go up. I'll probably just do one time, do like 10 minutes, see how it goes. I go up uh, and I'm like, by the way, the band can't be setting up while I'm going up. That can't happen. Like they need to set up and then I'll go up. Uh, because yeah, the band's setting I've up had and you're that. It's a up. nightmare. About I'm in my before. act and some guy's tearing down a fucking drum kit while yeah. I'm trying to put it That's together. It's insane. Or a guy's going like, you know, yeah. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people in bands, especially people in bands, especially people in bands that aren't going to go anywhere, which is like a lot of these types of shows, you know, like, uh, they are they're full of themselves, they're oblivious to other people, you know, so so they're just going to go up there, you know, oh, it's really important. Make a noise right now, cause I'm a guitarist. I hope that's not an impression of me. <laughs> it was not. You'd be more nasal. You're more. Your arms are more like, wide. Yeah, Look I, at me, I, I'm I, Jesus I, I, Christ. I, I, <laughs> touch my, you touch my guitar. The comedian's too near my guitar. That's me. Can we? Well, see you in LA in January. Yeah, we'll hang out. I'm going from Moscow to Hollywood. Yeah, it's amazing you're playing it's Russia. Be fucking crazy. Yeah, you're playing Russia. 15 minutes on a Russian television show. Like a, a stand-up show. Keeping it clean? 
No, they said they. it wasn't a cleanliness issue. It was a more... Um, the impression I got from the mail was uh, more physical than language-based stuff. Okay. If I'm on a long story, um, and they're going to subtitle it, and English isn't their first language. Right. So yeah. bits that are more physical, physical stuff right. that I can kind of mime some of the ideas out that they can't pick up off the language. Mm-hmm. Right. That was about it. Then they go, we're ready for your nudity. Like They said I can get naked or whatever. Wow. But uh, I, I won't on this show. I want to do something kind of, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Inferno Festival in Oslo. Oh, wow. I'm performing at Inferno Festival. I do actually want to know, when th- this is like a, a weird, I'm sorry. In Metaltown? Or question. that's not confirmed? No, that won't be confirmed. I'm I'm hoping, but I know they want some rotation, so the, I'm 50-50 on that. But uh, Sweden Rock. Oh no way! Uh, oh wow! Sonosphere. We just played Sweden. I'm Rock doing last like year. Um, I'm doing like twelve festivals in Europe. Well, then you Metal know what? Camp, Metal Town. We might meet up. That'd be great. Yeah. And uh, do you know who Sean Keen is? I yeah. think he's dead. He just died. Yeah, he just died. And he was another. He's like he's like the other uh, Eric Tunney, or he's one of these guys who I would see on television. Yeah. And. When he died, that was when it all came to me. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this guy. This guy, Sean Keen, you totally know is like a Canadian. He's comic. really out there. It's very wild. memorable. He kind of, <gasps> he had this sort I of, fell, almost fell in the shower the other day, yeah. but luckily my father was there to yeah. catch me. We <laughs> would talk like this and lean into the audience <laughs> yeah. move his head to the side. Very, very kind of like that. 90s. Yeah, 90s yeah, yeah. He wears suit. He's yeah. so weird. It was great, though. Anyway, yeah. rest in peace, Sean Keen. Yeah. And, uh, I'll see you all at a rock festival. I don't. We're gonna meet probably about four different countries before we end up back in Canada. I can see that happening. Yeah, that that's how this awesome. happened. Thanks for having me on the show. What what is the show called? The official, the official Daniel Jones, Jones podcast. podcast. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, check me out on uh, Twitter at uh, Jason Rouse six six six. Hey, I'm the fl- at the flans dot com. All that shit and uh, hope yeah, to see you guys. Go on dot com to find them. Come and see uh, Danko Jones, Nick Flanagan, and Jason Rouse at the end of the world tour. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> That's good. It's called "You Ruined You." It's called "You Ruined Mother's Day" with Danko Jones, <laughs> Nick Flanagan, and Jason Rouse. Cool. Right. Bye. Cool.